I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. There are problems for the Kansas City Chiefs with no Chris Jones on the field. Look, you can love Travis Kelsey all you want. He is the second most important player on that team, and he is not with them right now. It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, on your smart speakers by saying play ESPN Radio. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh, excited to be a part of the new ESPN Radio lineup, starting with on Sportsmanlike in the morning, with Canty, with Evan Cohen, with Michelle Smallman and, of course, Greeny. And then we are followed this afternoon by Freddie Coleman, Harry Douglas, your old partner, Amber, tonight with Ian Fitzsimmons, who was just in here, and Q Myers late night tonight. We're fired up to get rolling in a new era of ESPN Radio. And we welcome Freddie, in, right? Freddie in tremendous shape, by the way. If you give Freddie Coleman a hug... It oh. is very apparent that if he wanted to do some professional wrestling, he could. Freddie's, tremendous shape. Freddie's a hugger. And sometimes the hug is so intense that you just feel the essence of Freddie there. <laughs> you know? I got that. Yeah. I got this this morning. I wanted to say, oh, Freddie, I, it's really humid out. I've been sweating all day. I'm so sorry for whatever you're embracing right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he probably didn't realize what you were coming in for. <laughs> right now, we welcome in Marcus Spears, ESPN football analyst. Uh, Marcus, do you have anybody in your life who makes you uncomfortable with the length of the hug? Oh, man, I was trying to think about that. No, I'm probably the one that makes everybody else uncomfortable. My hugs have been, it's been told to me by people that I hug that it feels really good and warm. So yes. um, I would like to think that I'm not feeling like a, a, a MMA fighter when I give you a hug. What, what, what is too long of a hug? Is it three and a half, four seconds? Uh, I think when you, you start to around four or five seconds, man, that's you should know that person for a long time. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it's gonna, if it's, if it's mom, I mean? five, six, eight seconds, sure. And you yeah. better not have if seen her for yeah. like two years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> See, Absolutely. now you're going to get us all in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen, it doesn't feel like the Chiefs are giving Chris Jones a big hug right now. So just lay it out yeah. for me. How does this affect them in the big picture here this year? I, I fellas, I, I know, and Carlin, I think you came on and said he was the second most important player, and I agree with you, obviously, because of, because of Patrick Mahomes. I don't think they can win a Super Bowl without him. Um, and that's enough for me yeah. <laughs> to, to say, to, to really – Describe how catastrophic I, I believe it is. Chris Jones had 15 and a half sacks last year, and that's a great number. And obviously, it's a, it's a, I think he did it in 2018 as well, but that's great. But I, I like to focus on the amount of pressures where a quarterback has to get the ball out of his hands, and he makes it uncomfortable for the offense. I like to talk about the tackles for loss in the run game that puts teams in negative down and distance situations. So everybody benefits from that, from the front to the back. And there are a few players in this league, and I always like to talk about 
the 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 players that are um as Mike Tannenbaum likes to call them force multipliers or in my case cuz my Wi-Fi sucks right now mesh systems okay <laughs> the, the 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 one um the one guy that makes everything around him have better signal and when you start talking about Chris Jones or the Aaron Donalds of the world or in San Francisco case they got to figure out what the hell they going to do with Nick Bosa um, Von Miller at one time, I played with a guy like that by the name of DeMarcus Ware who just went in the Hall of Fame. Everybody's job is easier, and we look like better players when we on the field with these guys. And I think that's the thing you miss the most with Chris Jones is the fact that somebody else has to not only up their level of play, but see if everybody else can benefit from them being on the field. This is what the great ones do. He's trending in the Hall of Fame career. Um, type type era. So I think it's catastrophic for the Chiefs, man. And I believe this, guys, in the NFL now because it's so difficult to play defense just from lining up and schematically. If you don't have a guy that can impact games and important plays, which it seemed like he did every time they needed to play defensively last year in big games, I don't think you have a chance to win a Super Bowl in this league. All right, so Marcus, two-part question for you regarding Thursday night's game against the Lions. Number one, do the Lions yeah. alter the offensive game plan knowing Jones is likely not going to be there? And then B, your thoughts in general on the Lions this season. Should we be buying into the hype? I think we buy into the hype because of, one, the style of football they play, but more importantly, what they proved last year with nothing on the line. It, it tells you what type of communication and believe they have in Dan Campbell. And that goes a long way. We know how important coaching is in this league. For them to go in the Lambeau and knock Green Bay um, out without them having a chance to get in, I think that says a lot about the culture that's been built by Dan Campbell and the rest of that staff. Um, and then, too, without Chris Jones, we know the, the MO of this team is different than everybody in the league. They want to run, run it down your face. Um, Tennessee does too, but they have Derrick Henry and, and Cleveland was in that is in that vein with Nick Chubb, but they are they also wanna, you know, exploit you in the passing game. I think Detroit, if they could have their way, they'll run it sixty times and just bruise you for the duration of the game. Now obviously the game doesn't trend that way anymore. You gotta be able to throw it by the way, which is play action is huge for them and Jared Goff. Is one of the better play-action quarterbacks based on the season he had, but also based on what he did in Los Angeles with Todd Gurley when they had a really good run game. So I think if you if you Detroit, you're gonna try to you I'm gonna try to run it right at him and see if one that big defensive tackle that may be missing is going to be a glaring weakness for them, and then come off the play action. And when you start talking about Play action, time to throw the football. Chris Jones affects that as well and helps everybody else affect that. It's a difficult task without him, especially in this matchup, because this is a physical team that most of the time, you know, when they play opponents in the AFC, it'll be a lot of pass rush, a lot of trying to figure out how to get the pass game stopped. This one right out the gate, they coming at your face. And without having that big physical presence in the middle, man, I think it's, it, it spells for trouble. Marcus Spears joining us, ESPN football analyst. Uh, DJ Reed said the Jets can be the 85 Bears. On a scale of 1 to 10, how dumb is that comment? I don't think it's dumb. Uh, really? I don't have that type of confidence. Swagger, uh, right? It's swagger. Okay, what's yeah, swagger? Yeah. All right, you know what? We were having a dis- discussion before, Marcus. Uh, what is swagger uh, versus arrogance here? 
Arrogance is when you know you don't have a damn chance and you just talk it. That's arrogance. <laughs> That's a good um, definition. Swagger is when you actually feel like you really got a shot at doing what you're talking about doing, and now it's about going out and proving it. Now, these guys, let me let me break this down, right? He talked about the 85 Bears and the Legion of Bull. Very difficult to do in today's NFL because of offense and rules. Let's just be honest. Like, you could still have a really good elite defense, but it's comparatively speaking to what is good defense now with the way offenses are evolving. And the rules don't allow you to be the 85 Bears anymore or the Legion of Boom, at least. Even when the Legion of Boom, when Cam Chancellor was coming down, knocking people uh, head off their shoulders, he wasn't getting personal foul penalties um, during that era. So it's a different area in which you have to play football. But if you were to ask me, the two teams that I believe have a chance to play defense and win games on that side of the ball, like based on what we've seen throughout the the past recent years, it would be San Francisco and it would be this Jets team based on what they did last year. Dallas is more of a turnover-based team, not that physicality of knocking you out, um, even though they have some of that. But when he said that statement, I said, not dumb because – when you look at this roster and when you talk about from front line to the back end, it's a bunch of physical, really good defensive football players. You got all the makings to be phenomenal. You got a cornerback that can shut down one side of the field in sauce. You got Quentin Williams who wins battles against anybody in this league. They have super depth up front on the defensive line, as we saw some in the preseason. And let me tell you something, man. C.J. Mosley is a really good linebacker in coverage which you have to have. If you don't have it, you're going you're gonna to struggle defensively. But they will come and bring that hat, um, n- trying, to, trying to knock you out the game, <laughs> the, the legal ones that you can. So I don't think they could be the 85 Bears or the Legion of Boom because of the rules in the NFL, but I think they can absolutely be the best defense in the NFL. Marcus, you mentioned the San Francisco 49ers. We've been talking about defenses. Nick Bosa, another stud, 18 and a half sacks last year, reigning defensive player of the year. He and the Niners still haven't gotten anything done. He's been holding out from camp. I mean, the blow to that team's chances, at least in Kansas City, you still have Patrick Mahomes. If it's going to be Brock Purdy without Nick Bosa, what's it look like for the Niners? I like that spin you just put on it because Patrick Mahomes will make up for some of that. But, I mean, you can rerun back what I said about Chris Jones mm. and just apply it to what what uh, San Francisco has been doing. The great thing for them, though, honestly, is they 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 have a group that's been together for a long time. Those two linebackers, I think, are, the, are if not the best tandem, the top three tandem in, in Warner and Dre Greenlaw. And then they brought over Javon Hargrave. So you still have somebody on the interior of that line of scrimmage that could create for other guys around them. But make no mistake about it, dude. Nick Bosa, the best football player on this team. Like, he is the guy. Chris Jones at least has Mahomes the buffer. Um, to your point about bringing up Brock Purdy, you, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, them guys are phenomenal players. George Kittle, we know he's an elite player. Elite player. Nick Bosa, the best football player on the team. So we're not just talking about quarterback or wide receivers. He is the guy that changes more about the dynamic of what other teams will do to them than I believe anybody when it comes to planning on who you have to stop in order for you to try to win against the San Francisco 49ers. So to me, it's an even more pressing issue because you don't have a Mahomes. You don't have a Travis Kelsey. You don't have an offense that still can put up probably 30 a game if Brock Purdy is is – 
not the guy that we all think he's going to you know, go to the Hall of Fame after the seven games last year, but we'll get on that another time. <laughs> um, I think Bosa is the most important player on San Francisco's team, man. Marcus, I'm emotionally hugging you right now, but not in an uncomfortable way. Nice and Let subtle. it go at two and a half. <laughs> Let it go. Marcus Spears, <laughs> awesome stuff. Thanks, man. All right, fellas, please. ESPN football analyst, Canty, uh, Canty and Carlin. I knew it was going to happen once. I knew it was going to happen once. I won't take it personally. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80. We have got breaking news coming in moments that involves Thursday night's matchup and a star for the Chiefs whose availability is in question, and we're not talking about Chris Jones. That's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The countdown to the NFL season rolls on. Feel good to be back, baby. Oh, he steps to the house. Touchdown. Turn it up and now. Turn it up and now. Incredible play. 35-yard touchdown. Time for some football, baby. Only two days until the Lions and Chiefs kick off the 2023 season. The NFL lives here. ESPN Radio. In the last few minutes, we get a little bit of news that frankly, is major when it comes to that game. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, on your smart speaker as well. All you got to do is say, play ESPN Radio. Bang, right there. It's beautiful. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and that breaking news involves Travis Kelsey. Andy Reid told reporters in the last 10 minutes that Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee at practice today and his status for Thursday night's opener against the Lions, uncertain. Here is Andy on the situation. As far as injuries go, uh, Kelsey hyperextended his knee today, so uh, we'll just see how he does um, going forward. 
good day of practice. Look forward to this challenge of playing the Lions. They got a good football team, and our guys have had a good week of prep, and um, we're looking forward, like I said, to the challenge of playing uh, a good football team. So, with that time's yours. Is there any idea as to Kelsey's status? No, no. <laughs> they're just they're looking at it now. So I just you know just see how it goes. Coach, I know it's always next man up. You know, but when something like that happens to a big name guy like Travis, how does the game plan? Sure. Uh, yeah, the next guy steps in and we roll. I mean, that's that's what you do if, that, if that's the case, you know. Next guy's Noah Gray. He ain't Travis Kelsey. It's a, a heck of a sequence to say, basically, one of our best players might miss the game, and then the very next sentence is, good day of practice. Good day of practice. Good day of practice. Time's yours. Go ahead. Time's yours. Are there any questions? Oh, wait. All the hands have gone up. Uh, Here's kind of what Travis Kelsey means to the Kansas City Chiefs. He hasn't missed a game due to injury since 2013. Last year, he was targeted 152 times. He caught 110 passes for 1,338 yards and 12 touchdowns. That was 25% of Patrick Mahomes' completions, 25% of his passing yards, and 29% of his passing touchdowns. Is that a lot? It's a big deal. That is a big deal for a team that lost Tyreek Hill last year. And while Andy says Kadarius Toney, the former Giant wide receiver, is scheduled to play, he's coming off an injury and, quite frankly, is pretty much always hurt. So I don't think we're going to see him on the field for 60-plus snaps. Here's how Vegas sees it. This game was originally opened with Kansas City as a seven-point favorite. Over the last few weeks, that has gone down to six and a half. As soon as this news surfaced, it dropped to six. So the potential for Travis Kelsey to miss this game currently worth half a point in the eyes of Vegas. The total from 54 and a half down to 53. So that's telling you, all right, you're going to take some of that explosion away from Kansas City, and we're thinking the Lions might run the ball quite a bit if Chris Jones isn't there. Now we might be seeing a lower scoring game. You know what that is? What's that? That's tasty. Yeah, you like that? Oh. Like that under? We are going to be gambling like crazy on a Thursday. Thursday show, we are going to do nothing but gamble the entire time. Oh, I cannot wait. DeMarcus Ware is one of the newest Hall of Famers. He joins us right now. The Pro Football Hall of Famer and, frankly, a guy that I had no idea could sing Frankly, like a lovely songbird. Beautiful. Beautiful. It it was outstanding. Is this it right here? Can I hit this right here? I can. On home, Demarcus Ware, outstanding job, and he joins us right now. It is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbar, Demarcus. I mean, uh, it was. I mean, is is it uncomfortable for me to say? Almost in tears. <laughs> how so good it was. Listen, man. Uh, let me tell you what. That was one of the most frightening times of my life. Did that scare you more but than I- any moment on a football field? Listen, I. Super Bowl, cool. Speech, cool. But getting up there and singing that in front of everybody, oh, Lord. I, I, I'm still lost for words right now um, to quick, even describe that feeling that I felt up there at that time. Uh, quick follow-up. What the hell were you thinking that you wanted to do it? Listen, man, listen, same thing I thought. Shit, I, I thought the same thing because here's the deal. I said, okay, I'm going to sing the national anthem in February. 
I started practicing it. I said, oh, my God, this is the hardest thing I'll ever do in my whole life. And then I wanted to give up. I was going to call Jim Porter and tell him I was going to do it. And then, you know what, DeMarcus, you never give up on anything. And then the first time out there, again, I said, what are you doing? <laughs> just, just don't mess up on a word and don't mess up the tone. And please, for you guys, don't ask me to sing it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to ask you about the length of it. You, If that were the Super Bowl, all the overbets would have cashed. I mean, you really took your time and worked your way through it. Have people commented on the length of your rendition of the anthem? You know what? They, they didn't really say anything because it, there was amateur hour. Now, if it was, you know, somebody that, you know, do this professionally, cool. But they knew that DeMarcus had to really breathe through every single one of those words <laughs> and make sure he had it right and not squeak or miss a word. So, cool. Yeah. And, and, and look at it. Oh, he's a football player. So it doesn't even matter, you know, if he sung it three minutes or if he sung it two minutes. It doesn't matter. So I feel good about it. <laughs> Demarcus Ware with us, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Listen, just describe what that was like going up and giving the speech and, and frankly, enjoying all of that weekend in Canton, going in and getting the gold jacket. It was a surreal moment um, because, you know, when you're going through the gauntlet and, and that's when all of the Hall of Famers are, you know, on your right and your left and, you know, your name is called and you walk through the middle of them, and it's like you're a first-round draft pick that's getting drafted on the best team ever. And then you go up there, and Michael Stringham, you know, I was blessed for him to put, you know, my jacket on, and um, that then, you know, it was, you know, surreal from there. And then once you give your speech, it's like your speech is going to live forever. So you want to deliver it in a way to where people are going to remember it, and that's what I did, and, and that's what the feedback I got from everybody else, too. So it's just so cool to uh, now be part of history in the whole world. And uh, and people can go and watch your speech and, and saying that you are the best or one of the best of all time. So you've got that. It's got to be an incredible rush. Have you been thinking at all about what it's going to be like when you get into the Cowboys ring of honor? I think it's the same thing on, on a different scale. Um, you know, I remember going into the old Cowboys stadium and seeing all the ring of honor you know, inductees and saying, hey, I want to be up there. I want to edge my name in stone of the Dallas Cowboys. And now going into the second stadium in Arlington and seeing the same thing, you know, every week, every home game. Now this is that not final time, but that first time going and now seeing your name unveiled up there in the crowd, you know, being electrified and you're getting that huge standing ovation again. I mean, that's, one of the coolest things ever. And for me, it's like you did it. And you're going into your house. And that's what it's going to feel like. DeMarcus Ware, Pro Football Hall of Famer, joining Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Let's talk about these Cowboys. Is this team a legitimate Super Bowl team? I think um, I always say every team is a legitimate Super Bowl team if they can, um, you know, keep the injuries down, stay healthy into the postseason. The Dallas Cowboys, they have the talent. They have every single thing that it takes to get them there. And so I would say they are a Super Bowl team. But it's all about when they get into the postseason, what's in the bag? What players are going to be able to play to get them through that postseason into the Super Bowl? 
Are you surprised at all with the way the organization has handled the contract status of quarterback Dak Prescott? On one hand, it is kind of a make-or-break year in the eyes of many. On the other hand, if he's your guy, I think a lot of people feel that a longer-term deal would have already been taken care of. Uh, I mean, uh, with quarterback deals, I mean, it's always been pretty hard uh, with the Cowboys and giving you know huge quarterback deals. Um, I know that's a hard thing. Also, with you know Trey Lance coming in. Um, I don't think that's going to add any pressure to Dak at all. I mean, he is our guy, and you know Jerry says it a thousand times. So I'm just ready to see him play, um, and I, I feel like he'll get the, the contract that he needs. Demarcus, you know Jerry, at least publicly, feels like at times he's almost become a caricature of himself. But what do people not know about Jerry Jones that they should? Uh, I think how good of a person he is. Um, a lot of people see, you know, some of the football things or him on the sideline or something that he's done a long time ago and is still sticking with him. Um, but phenomenal person, um, phenomenal guy, business um, savvy, um, but also he's built the number one team in the whole world and he didn't do that, you know, by himself. And so, and from, with the support of his family and everything, it's just so cool to see how family-oriented you know, he is, and, um, you know, I'm great. I'm just grateful to be part of that. Last one, DeMarcus, tell us what you're doing with us here uh, in regards to DirecTV. You know, the season's about to start, and DirecTV for Business and Everpass Media just ensuring everybody that they be able to watch um, the game this season in restaurants and bars, and um, I think it's just one of those phenomenal things that when you have a Sunday ticket and when you walk into – um, you know, an establishment and you're able to watch a game, that's when the tailgates happen. That's when you know football is just being started. They've been doing this for over 30 years now, and I like to be part of stability. And they are, are you know, a stable company, both of them. And um, it's just good to be part of that. And, you know, Sunday football is coming. I feel great. I feel a residency in Vegas coming in your future. Yeah, you and Adele. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> DeMarcus Ware, the Pro Football Hall of Famer. We appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Those right. residencies are no joke. You got oh. a bunch of them out there that have really just, they terming it residency. You're in there for like six or eight shows, then you're gone, then you're back, then you're gone. Treated like a king. Yeah, Royalty. that's got to be the gig. That's the really gig. to have of all time. That's the gig. Some of some people, as they get older in their career, they view it as, oh, you know, this is kind of the last stop. It means I've aged out. No, no, yeah. it's like that. It's basically the Hall of Fame. Yeah. No, listen. You go there. You clean up. You hang out in the desert. You enjoy life. That I, I need a residency in Vegas. I don't know doing what. And what a burger. That's possible. I tell you what. What a burger. What a burger. <laughs> Very the, underrated. The Chris Carlin. What a burger residency. Very underrated. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, now you got my. Now I got Whataburger on the brain. Thanks there a lot, go. dude. Travis Kelsey now uncertain for Thursday night against the Lions. So, are they a good bet or a bad bet? That's next. ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel eighty. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Got the odds. Want a bet? Oh, great. Is it a good bet? I like those odds. Or is it a bad bet? Take my money, take it off. Oh, it's time to make money, and that's something that you better get used to on this show. Carlin versus Joey, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, but right here we are on the same team because we are trying to make you some money to find out whether it's a good bet or a bad bet. Here to host it is our friend. Evan, the producer, Mr. Wilner, please take the floor. Yeah, so Travis Kelsey now uncertain for Thursday night. So the line went from six and a half to six. So the Lions getting six points on Thursday night. Is that a good bet or a bad bet, Joe? I think you're in good shape with six points there. Seven is a key number. The most important number in football betting is three because more games end on a differential of three than any other differential. Think about it. 24-21, 31-28, 17-14. You get where I'm going with this. So you always want to be on the right side of three. You always want to be on the right side of seven. And once it went from seven to six and a half, not a huge difference between six and a half and six, knowing that, A, there could be no Chris Jones. Detroit should be able to run the ball. Totals coming down as well. It's dropping from 54 and a half to 53. Having six points in your pocket in a game that might be lower scoring than expected becomes more valuable as well. So I think that's an all right bet if you're jumping on the Lions. No Travis Kelsey and maybe what? Even if he showed up, maybe you get 10, 12 plays from Chris Jones. Yeah. Lockadini. Lockadini on the first one of these. That's right. Out of the gate. I love this with the Lions plus six. Yeah, that's a good bet. Very aggressive, as as the (laughs) Teddy KGB legend would say. You won't be pushed (laughs) around. Next. Yeah, Cooper Cup is seeing a specialist, so the Rams tend to want to have their worst record in the NFL. Is that a good bet or a bad bet, Joe? I That's a great question. I don't think it's a bad bet. I would not place the bet, though. 
I would not place the bet. I think the Rams are going to try early in the season. They're going to end up winning a couple games that they later end up regretting, and it's going to keep them behind the Arizona Cardinals. This Cardinals team is sending you every message imaginable that they are not trying to win football games this season. They are going to keep Kyler Murray on the sideline so they don't get stuck with the injury guarantee, which over the next three years they'd owe him 90 plus million if he cannot pass a physical come next March, I believe. So I think he's on the shelf. I think they're trying to lose games, and I think ultimately. Ultimately, they do lose a lot of games. So I wouldn't say bet Arizona to have the worst record because they could probably screw that up and the odds aren't very good. Wouldn't surprise me if the Rams are close, but I think they'll win a couple early that'll jeopardize them late. Yeah, I think it's a bad bet, but I would say this. If you are expecting to see Cooper Cup anytime soon, you're being foolish. Um, When you are day-to-day, you are not often sent to see a specialist. And the feeling that I am getting out of those around the Rams is that you're not going to see Cooper Cup for a while. And for a while, I mean, it could be three, four weeks. That's just an educated speculation on my part. Okay. But I would not feel good about the Cooper Cup situation if you are into, oh, I don't know, fantasy football. Uh, Evan, next. You feel good about Florida State, Carlin, now 10-1 to to win the national championship after roasting LSU on Sunday night. Good bet or bad bet? FSU at ten to one to win the title. Yeah, it's not. It's not bad. I, I wouldn't bet it. I would say it's a bad bet. Still, I think again, it's week one. Uh, I think people are still trying to get their bearings. LSU did not look great. Um, I got to tell you, I went back and looked. We had Keon Coleman by we. I mean, I did the Rutgers game last year. I do games for Rutgers, and we had Keon Coleman last year at uh, Michigan State. Like he didn't do anything. Like, I, I, I'm surprised that he lit it up like this. Good player. Uh, I don't expect Florida State to continue to go at this level. I don't think it's a bad bet. Obviously, if you if you like the Seminoles to win that game against LSU, you could have had a much better price last week on this future. So you're clearly paying a premium here. But now that you're through that game, you've got a road date at Clemson September 23rd. They don't look very good. Suddenly, that's not the most daunting of games. And then outside of that, you're at Wake Forest, at Pittsburgh, and at Florida at the end of the season, Miami's on the schedule. It's not a tough schedule. You get through that, you get to the conference championship game. If you win the ACC and you have one loss, I think you have a very good chance of getting in. If they're undefeated, they're in. So once you're in, then you have the 10-1, to then you can play the hedge game. You can start betting against Florida State to guarantee yourself a profit. That's more of the Carlin versus Joe 300 level course that will be coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I really kind of blanked out there in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I blanked out what happened. <laughs> Next. Last one, staying in college football. Texas is getting seven at Alabama on Saturday night. It's on ESPN. Carl, good bet or bad bet? Texas getting the seven. <sighs> He's I'm working gonna, on this one. Yeah, he, you, have, you have put the big man to work. I'm going to say bad bet. And the only reason why, I think Alabama's going to come out ticked off. Yeah. They're getting no respect now across the board. Georgia has passed them by. Nick Saban is letting the game pass them by. I could see Alabama coming out and torching them by three touchdowns. I could see it. I think Texas is very good, but I could see it being one of those nights. Wouldn't wouldn't be surprised by that either. I don't think anyone would be shocked if Alabama just looked fantastic. I have a very large position on Texas over nine and a half wins. So everything else involving Texas has to run through that filter. But let's let's pretend for a second that that doesn't exist at the moment. 
I would take the seven with Texas because I I am not a huge believer in Alabama this year. I think the quarterback position is a step down. Naturally, you just lost the number one pick in the draft. You lost the best defensive player in the draft in Will Anderson. This Texas team is loaded. It's got legitimate SEC talent all over the roster, and I think Quinn Yours is ready for this game. So keeping it within seven I think is more than doable. Up next, Travis Kelsey, uncertain for Thursday night, but where do we stand here with Chris Jones? We get the update from the head coach, Andy Reid, in moments on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The countdown to the NFL season rolls on. Feel good to be back, baby. Oh, he steps to the house. Touchdown. Turn it up and now. Turn it up and now. Incredible play. 35-yard touchdown. Time for some football, baby. Only two days until the Lions and Chiefs kick off the 2023 season. The NFL lives here. ESPN Radio. But who's going to be playing for the Chiefs on Thursday night? Chris Jones and now... Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones not even in camp. He has been holding out. And then Travis Kelsey, he hyperextended his knee earlier today. It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by our friends at Progressive Insurance. It's time to hear from Andy Reid. First of all, giving us an update on the status of Chris Jones. Can you provide any kind of update on the status of uh, Chris Jones? In terms of any progress or expectations? No progress. Yeah, no progress. No progress on where they are. So where does that leave them? Listen, we, I haven't even gone there. I mean, we're, we're focused in on the guys that are here playing the Lions and getting ready to play the Lions, and that's that's where I'm at. If you're not there, you're not there. And unfortunately, that's the name of this game. You know, So you can't spend time. you got to exhaust your time on the team that you're playing. So that's where we're at. Look, the Chiefs, to me, on Thursday night, with all the emotion that comes with that, celebrating your championship from last year and opening up the new season, look, there's going to be plenty of adrenaline, but that also, to me, feels like a very dicey situation when you don't have two of your best players on the field against a team that everybody has high expectations for and expect to take the next step this year. For Dan Campbell, you go into Kansas City and you're going to win week one and you get that kind of a boost that's going to go a long way for that team, and I think the Chiefs are in some trouble in that situation. After Mahomes, those are your next two most important players. Yep. We've spent weeks talking about Chris Jones' importance to the defense. 
not just the 15 and a half sacks that he provides, but he's such a force it forces the opposing offensive line and running backs to account for him in myriad ways, maybe two blockers at a time. This opens up the avenue for other players to make big plays with favorable matchups. Same thing with Travis Kelsey. Kelsey is so dangerous running down the seam. He's so dangerous over the middle. He always finds ways to get open. If you don't have that, you're not opening up everything else on the outside for wide receivers like Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, who's entering year two. It's going to make their life more challenging. This is a Detroit team that was dead last in the NFL in opponent yards per play last season. They were 29th in scoring. They're improved based on their personnel. But if you don't have to account for Travis Kelsey and that top five offensive line in Detroit doesn't have to account for Chris Jones. Suddenly the balance of power is switching to the Lions. Not all the way because you still have 15 quarterback in Kansas City, but ultimately there's a reason this point spread was six and a half this morning and is now down to as low as five and a half at places like Caesars. And don't forget, you've you've also got Pacheco coming off of surgery. Yep. That's an issue. And your playmakers on offense are not what they were last year, whether it's Schuster in New England, uh, whether it's, you know, Tony and his ability to be able to stay healthy. And now you're turning to Sky Moore. And I, I know that Mahomes has been incredibly high on Sky Moore throughout camp. We have to see it. And we have to see what that's going to look like. We know that Mahomes is always going to be the quarterback who's going to make his receivers that much better. This is a tricky spot. This is a very tricky spot. Even the kid they drafted, Rasheed Rice, he's dropped passes in the preseason. Like, I wouldn't feel great about where all of that is. Noah Gray's a nice player. He's not Travis Kelsey. You need guys like Kelsey to open it up for everybody else because you're going to face third and eight in a critical situation late in the third, early in the fourth. That's when you go to Kelsey. Once you get into the red zone, that's where you're looking at Kelsey. Once you're in the red zone defensively, that's where Chris Jones makes the play. That's going to be the key, and we'll talk more about this Thursday, obviously, but the red zone on both sides of the equation just got a lot more challenging for Kansas City. It is going to be fascinating to watch on Thursday night, and you know the Lions, so to speak, have to kind of be licking their chops right now. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, day one in the books. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.